0: Gracious God, let these words be more than words. Give us the Spirit of Jesus. Amen. Today is less a sermon and more a homily, more a reflection. This is obviously a very different kind of service. We're celebrating this music festival not just to show off our spectacular choir, but also because we've come very close to the end of our cycle of reading. Today, we're celebrating Holy Scripture, and we're celebrating that we're coming to the end of the church's year. Next Sunday is the Feast of Christ the King, the end of the church's year. And on December 2nd, we'll begin again. We'll have our New Year celebration with the first Sunday of Advent. And so, we're remembering all of the seasons of the church year. And we get to pray that wonderful collect that you might have missed if you came in a little bit late, we prayed at the very beginning of the service, i say it again for you. Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant us so to hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may ever embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life that you have given us in our Savior Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Breathe and learn and inwardly digest. This time of the year is always interesting as a preacher in our tradition, because I always get some phone calls, some emails, some requests to go out for coffee. I always get a few requests this time of year from folks who are concerned about the conversations they are about to have, around the Thanksgiving table, This time of year, folks get to go and sit down around the table with aunts and uncles and cousins that they may not choose to see all the year round. And apparently at some tables, it becomes a bit of a theological debate. And so this time of year, I get a lot of invitations, and folks want to sit down with their priest and get a little bit of ammo to use in the (laughs) debate. This time of year, we may be faced with folks who talk about Scripture, who have strong opinions about the Bible, and one of the opinions is that a church like ours doesn't take Scripture seriously. The festival church gets used to that sometimes, not taking Scripture seriously. And, And I know where that comes from. I know where that comes from. We often, I often, mind and person will get accused of not taking a plain sense reading of the text. Have you ever heard of that? A plain sense reading of the text? Well, I need to push back on that a bit. Because a plain sense reading of the text is sort of a tricky thing. The scripture is read in context. It was written in a particular context. And if you don't allow context to the Scripture. You can be in danger. The biblical scholar, lay episcopalian theologian Ellen Davis, teaches at Duke Divinity School. She says there is a danger to the plain text reading of Scripture, and of course that danger is that we might take the biases of our own day and look at a different context into Scripture that was written in a different context and try to read reinforcement for our own biases. The church has been in that game for centuries. That's one of the dangers. But Aunt Davis says there's another danger. The danger is this. A simple plain text reading misses the depth, what she calls the wondrous depth of scripture. Simple plain text reading doesn't acknowledge the cultural context does it acknowledge all that is going on in Scripture? She gives an illustration from her own life. Ellen Davis grew in California. She went and got a Ph.D. at Yale. One of the most certified biblical scholars out there. And she'll tell you, for much of her career, she didn't quite understand what was meant when folks talked about how important it was to read Scripture in context. She, she kind of got it. She got a sense of what context meant. She studied the cultures around the scripture. But she said she really understood this importance when she started teaching with the Episcopal Church of the Sudan. That until she went and walked with the mothers of the Sudan, with women who were subsistence farmers in an agrarian society, she did not really understand The community that wrote much of our scripture. She points to a particular psalm. It's a psalm that we often read at noonday prayer, Psalm 126. You don't have to look it up. I'll read the relevant verses to you. Listen to these verses. Those who sowed with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying the seed, will come again with joy, shouldering their sheep. Davis said that for much of her career, she understood that on a surface level. Delayed gratification. But when she was in the Sudan, she walked with mothers who had to make the determination, with hungry families in front of them, not to cook the grain in their hands, but to go and put it in the earth, hoping that that grain would sprout. How difficult it is when your children are hungry not to be able to cook the grain you have, that have to put it in the ground and wait and hope for those shouts of joy. Context matters. Scripture has a wondrous depth. But it takes work to get there. <clears throat> and a simple plain text reading, it puts you in danger of missing out on what God is doing. We're coming to the end of our liturgical year, the end of our church year. And we know we're coming to the end because Advent's on its way. Our brothers and sisters and siblings who are Jewish have another way of knowing when they're coming to the end of their year. In the synagogue, the readings are all on one big scroll. And when you get to the end of the year, you know you because you run out of scroll. Right? I'd like to invite the children from Bathy Play, to come up. All the kids, come on up. I need your help for this part of the sermon. Come on, all of you all. Come on, come on. In the synagogue, they get to the end of the scroll. They get to the end of the scroll, and they know that they're done with their year. And there's a celebration called Simchat Torah. And at Simchat Torah, they have to rewind the scripture. And so our kids from Godly Play have made this illustration of Scripture. You grab this end. We come here the and it's simple for They unroll the whole scroll. full and ours is just an illustration, but if you were in the synagogue, this people would wrap all the way around the congregation. And when the scroll is wrapped, the kids come into the middle of the congregation and they read the great stories. The story of how God created us, how God loves us, the story of God saving Noah and all of creation from the flood, the story of Abraham and the great family the story of the Exodus, of God saving God's people. The story of the commandments God giving God's people a way to live. The story of the ark and the tent. The, the people go in, and the, and the children who have just been born and got his foot, stand in the middle of the scroll, and they read these stories. As our service of lessons and carols in Christmas season will have it, of God's loving purpose. And the scripture surrounds the community, and the people know that they, too, are a part of God's ongoing story. So today we give thanks for the scripture that we do take seriously in the Episcopal Church. I dare you to find a church that reads more scripture than we're reading today the church that reads more scripture than we do on any given Sunday. We do read so much scripture on Sunday, I worry that sometimes Episcopalians think they don't have to read their Bible every week. We take scripture seriously, and we pray that God might help us to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest God's word. That we might know God's loving purposes in our lives. That we might know that scripture is not simple, because life is not simple. God's word is able to speak into all the complexity of life. Amen.